listening to Colored Lens. I'm Aria Collins, a young black Caribbean girl who's simply just obsessed with the media world. Hi, Colored Lens crew. We're back with another episode of looking at the entertainment industry through a colored lens. Today, I want to talk about music and media. So have you ever watched those like horror films where that one particular song, it comes on and like you just know some shit is about to go down like that little creepy song and you know somebody about to die or something so we don't think about it often but yes obviously those songs are in place they're done on purpose so with that in mind i want to deep dive and dissect the importance of music in tv shows films or even the youtube videos that you're watching and also the name is colored lens right so i want to take a look at it through a colored lens i'm also going to point out how hip-hop music and culture has been making an impact on some of your favorite tv shows or movies and i recently watched cardi b's ti and chance the rapper's new netflix reality show um rhythm and flow because all of a sudden netflix want to make reality tv and i want to share my thoughts on that Also in the topic of hip-hop, music, and media, I'll be throwing in my own personal experiences and how certain music was actually toxic. That's right, cut out those toxins during a certain part of my life while I was trying to build and still building my career. So tune in, we got a lot to chat about. So whether you're into horror films or not, I personally hate them because I'm a big baby, even though I've literally studied a film and I know that they're not real. I just can't handle it. But yeah, whether you're into horror film or not, you get the gist of what I'm talking about when I'm when I um mention the suspicious music that we all see and the white family ain't moving. So you yelling at the TV like, yo, 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 you need to move yet those. So why does music matter? Well, imagine that scene with no music. You'll probably be so confused. The music in media is meant to set the mood or tone of how that audience should feel at that very specific moment. The choice of music selected is for you to either evoke excitement, nervousness, drama, sadness, or whatever feeling that the writers or producers is aiming for. But... There's also another angle. Have you ever seen someone post maybe like an ex and feel like, wow, that was definitely a sub at me? Like, why are they throwing subs at me? That's mad shady. Shady, whoa, whoa, whoa. Shady, and you texting your homegirl like, you didn't see what she posted? Well, music used in media sometimes can also be subs. They're subliminals. Let's get a little fancy. A subliminal, you know I got an accent, so we're going to deal with it, is meant to produce a type of sensation, a discrete sensation, but often is designed to be intense enough to influence the mental process or the behavior of the individual. So the music 
can be throwing subs to either the characters or throwing subs on how you should feel. So for example, a character got their heart broken. All of a sudden, you're hearing lyrics to a song about heartbreak and you deepen your feelings because you listen into the song about the heartbreak, you see the character heartbreaking, you sob in tears, like that's how I be. That's really how they do it. But what about those lit songs, like those songs that you know literally dropped like two days ago and you all of a sudden heard it in a movie? How do they do that? I don't know if it's just me but those type of music in film and movies and TV shows be having me hyped. Like, I'd be ready. Which, of course, is what they're aiming to do. You ever watched a movie that was bad, but they had the latest set of songs? You know why? A big part of their budget went on music, and they forgot to focus on the acting or the actual storyline. If you have an example in mind, hit me up and let me know because I am blanking on a specific example. But there's been so much movies that I've watched where like the songs are so recent and I'm like, this is lit. But the movie is bad, but the music made it good. Let's get a little fancy again. What do I mean by the movie was bad, but the music was good? Well, when producing a film, there's many, many costs that goes into it. And of course, licensing music is one of them. That's why, for example, in Rhythm and Flow, you would hear many of the artists, <clears throat> Cardi B, and maybe their husband, <clears throat> Offset with the Migos, music, because I'm sure sourcing their music and having a conversation with their labels and budget costs was an easier process and like you'll hear chance rappers music <clears throat> duh typically the music budget of a major motion picture film like a blockbuster you should go check out episode three that's all about blockbusters is about two percent of the final total the final production cost so for example spider-man's music budget was 4.5 million dollars and sometimes advertising alone is even more than that but that's in episode three so you want to check that out too the top film composers can ask for seven figure salaries not even six figures seven figure salaries just to compose about an hour of original film score meaning an hour of original background music or like a soundtrack in a non-blockbuster film, so anything that's not like a big major theater hit, episode three explains it. Um, the music cost is usually going to be about 10 to 15 percent of your production budget. But that's only the starting point. That's like their guideline. So in a medium budget film, if they're using hit songs, the price will go up because the copyright owner may consider their song more like valuable than the film that's my point on bad movies with lit music i'm telling you i'm not just telling you because i'm telling you i'm telling you because it's just a fact or if there's a few tracks that feel like it's important to the story the same subs that i was talking about that heartbreaking song with that heartbreaking scene the price goes up however nothing in this industry is typical the reason for this podcast so let's move on 
This is usually where I'll say your sponsorship message can fit here. However, in the spirit, I know you got my Halloween pun, of music, I wanted to offer something else. If you're an upcoming artist, music producer, create music, have some popping music on SoundCloud, whatever it is, and would like to be featured on any of my upcoming episodes, what are you waiting for? Hit me up. This platform is a space where our audience can learn something new about the media industry, pop culture, and breaking into your desired dream job through our episodes, weekly blog posts, and chats. So let's support one another. You think you might be interested? Use the contact form listed on my website, www.colored-lens.com. Don't forget the dash or reach out to me on social media at Colored Lens Pod. If you don't remember anything we just broke down about music and media, just remember the next time you're listening to music in your favorite TV show or film, remember they were selective about it. Try to figure out what they're implying before the scene is actually happening and also think about the licensing and costs, especially if you're someone who's interested in making money from your music. Like people need instrumentals, people need beats, people need all these type of things all the time especially with all the different content that's being made not only in films not only in tv shows but think about youtube artists think about digital creators think about marketing agencies so if you're someone in music think about the different platforms you can use to get your music out there including mine so reach out unfortunately you won't hear no cardi b no ti or Chance Rapper on my podcast because as I just told you, that costs a lot of money and I can't afford that. Or a lawsuit or a lawyer. So let's enjoy some of my free instrumentals. Tonight's music was from Free Music Archive where I discovered an artist Young Karts underneath the hip-hop beat section so be sure to check him out speaking of those three artists though i had the chance to check out rhythm and flow which aired on netflix october 9th so a few weeks ago on a scale of one to ten i'm not sure how i would rate it or even rate it on but that's how i felt until I started like watching more episodes. So when I planned this podcast episode to chat about it, I only looked at the first four episodes and then after like digesting it, I gave it a shot. I'm almost done, but I'm not done. And I don't know how I would rate it. I don't know, but I, I'm still on an eight. It has a good concept. Honestly, it's a great concept great hosts like they all bring their personalities which you might love or which you might hate but i think that's what make it different they all have three different strong personalities though but something about it i just didn't want to give it a 10 at the time but now i might even want to give it a 9 because i feel as though it's something that's different I mean, yes, you could be like, oh, but it's like Americans got talent. Nah, it's something made for the African-American community. It's made for them, but it's also made for non-African-Americans, including me, to learn more about like their culture and why. And just even more about hip hop and why it's so deep to them. And for that, I respect it. But 
something about the show i may be just biased towards netflix original shows i'm still not gonna give it a 10 out of 10 you know why because certain episodes i'm able to be distracted like if i'm watching a tv show and i'm able to scroll on instagram be on facetime and do whatever it is then to me it's not a great show a great show means my phone is down unless i'm texting my friends who is also watching or crying about something like riverdale i love riverdale shameless plug i love shameless too another shameless plug but yeah so for me that's why i didn't give it a 10 i promise i won't provide any spoilers or at least i'll try not to i personally don't even know who won so therefore i can't give you some give you no spoilers right now unless i decide to update this which i might not but we'll see and correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like this is the first one of netflix first shows where they decided to treat it like a cable tv show like back in the days i used to love Degrassi, and i remember being excited to watch Degrassi every week and netflix came with that same cable format in the sense that they didn't want to drop all the episodes at once even though netflix is known for binge watching they just didn't want to do that they felt like it wouldn't work um and I, I can tell why. Like, I didn't even need to do research on this before I automatically knew why. It's simple as it's a reality show. It keeps it going. It keeps us engaged because if they gave us the winner from the jump, then I would just skip to the last episode. I would watch maybe the first one and then the last one, which I was tempted to do because now that I'm recording it, all the episodes came out. But I said, no, I'm not going to cheat myself. Like, I actually do like the show. I want to finish it up. So here's Netflix's reason why they actually tweeted this. The weekly release of licensed titles like the Great British Baking Show isn't new. And in hopes of keeping rhythm and flows, winner a surprise, we're trying something new. But it's not going to be happening with any more shows than that. So like I said, I knew it. It's just to keep the hype and keep the show relevant. So technically, it is the first, well, it's the first for the U.S. and for their own, like, Netflix original show to release their episodes um, weekly. Because for a competition style of show, finding out the winner is literally the point of the show. So if they gave that away, somebody would have posted it on Instagram. Nobody would have watched it, you know? They definitely probably had to sign contracts and things like that for them not to release themselves. Like, I'm the winner of Rhythm and Flow, which is crazy because they know they're the winner right now, chilling with, like, a quarter million and, like, they can't post their bag. Or did they? And we just don't know it. I don't know. I don't know. Nobody talking about it. I don't know. I don't know. Today, the finale dropped. I ain't seen not one person talk about it. So maybe the show is not as hyped as they hoped I would love to actually see the statistics and the ratings of that show, though. But overall, I do like the show. It definitely has a structured format, and it doesn't feel like I'm watching The Voice or, like, America's Got Talent, dance, whatever those type of shows are. I don't really watch those. We get to hear about some of the contestants' backstories, which is dope. 
they make an effort to show that it's more than just hip-hop for the contestant but it's like actually their culture it has their story and even their soul they designed this show for someone who isn't like familiar about the hip-hop culture to still enjoy and learn more from the show which is what i really really like some of the stories are repetitive, like I would say that, but the stories are not repet repetitive on purpose. I think that's just the culture. A lot of people are doing it, for example, like a lot of people are doing it for a family member, whether they're uh, passed away or they're alive, to make their lives better for their kids, or it's always been their passion, and I don't want to ruin the rest for you, but like that case, you could say it's getting a little repetitive, but I think that's just that's the history of hip-hop so it makes sense for that element to be repetitive i was able to watch the first four episodes which was the auditions and then i watched um about two more episodes after that which was the cypher and then the i can't ruin the rest the cypher and then it's cool how they do it so i'm not gonna ruin it i'm just gonna tell you that i watched the first four episodes which was the uh, the auditions in the different states and this is how i rated it the pilot episode was 10 out of 10 starting off in la and starting off with all three judges like that intro everything was just lit like it got my attention boom 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 right away and having nipsey featured on the episode which was only right i'm sure obviously they didn't expect it to be what it is today rest in peace but having that as like one of the first scenes for like hip hop culture and hip hop music automatically made the show such a strong piece that I had that you as an audience member would have high expectations. Like, you, you know, it was more about the art. Cardi B's episode in New York, which was episode two, I would rate that a seven out of ten. Man, I love Cardi B. Like, love, 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 love. Oh, grrr. but I was disappointed. I was so disappointed in Cardi B. It felt very mainstream and very forced on her culture. And I think because I am a New York, New, I ain't a New Yorker if I can't even say New Yorker. But you know, I've been here a minute, so. And you know, I claim Brooklyn, so. I don't know if it's because I'm from here that I was just like, yo, this is just so, like, fake marketing and not us. But, yeah, it was just too heavy on the Bronx. Like, New York ain't only the Bronx. Yes, I get it. She's from the Bronx. But, hey, we got Brooklyn. We even got Queens. Don't forget us. I don't know. Something about it just seems like it was a little forced to me. She was also the harshest, 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 harshest. I cracked myself up. Now, she was one of the, she was a rough judge. And her feedback when, like, she was looking at her contestants, it was very money-based, which I actually, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I didn't know how to feel about it. So, I mean, yes, of course, in this industry, it's all about, I mean, you want to make the money. It's all about the money. A lot of people want to get their family out of situations, shit like that. But it was always very like, a lot of us can rap, but a lot of us can't make songs. And I know people would agree with that. But certain comments, she would say like, I don't know. Yeah, you want to attract the what? Yeah, you could attract the young kids. I don't know who you're going to attract. Like, I need to be able to put your song as a quote. Like, 
at, like it was very heavy on a money base. And you'll see why I'm saying that when I compare it to Chance the Rapper's episode, okay? But let's go to T.I. because T.I. was episode three. So T.I.'s episode in Atlanta, five out of ten. So you see why I was getting bored? I was getting bored with the show. Five out of ten. I was bored. I can't tell you what happened or who they really picked in that episode. All I know is that T.I. came down from a helicopter and he went to a barbershop. Like, boring. Like, I don't know if T.I.'s personality on the show just wasn't for me. Like, we just didn't click. I was not feeling T.I.'s vibe. But when I watched episode four with Chance the Rapper, vibe and energy is so important. I'm telling you. Like, that episode was a 10 out of 10. If I could give it 10.5 out of 10, I would give it 10.5 out of 10. Like I said, it was something about his energy and his presence on the episode like literally made the show and made me want to continue watching. It was the same format, but something about it just felt very true and different. The lineup of the talents in Chicago was really, really good. And I loved how Chance, as a judge, he focused on energy, personality, and presence, whereas Cardi B was just focused on those dollar signs and how they could be sold. So... I I think obviously Chicago, um, Chicago obviously Chance has seen it from a money perspective too, but he know that personalities was gonna make the sales. I think Cardi B was just very too like, but how you gonna make money? 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 And it's more like be yourself and the money will come. So that's why I really enjoyed Chance's um episode. I am excited to see who's gonna win though, and I hope hope hope. I'm about to go watch it as I finish record for you guys. Like. I hope that it isn't just like one of those reality shows where someone wins and you never see the person again. I really hope that they help shape that next like it person and change your lives forever and for the better. But they did say, oh, my God, this is a little spoiler. They did say once you get the money, um, no strings attached. You can do whatever you want with it. I also hope that some of these artists like whoever like obviously didn't win take the clout from the show because it's all about the clout that they take that clout and promote themselves and their rap and make themselves like a better individual like some of these talents that's gonna get cut they were mad good shout out to Ariane from chicago Ariane, Ariane, because now i want to name my son that name so they could call him ari because you know i'm aria ari Ariane. like i like that name i like that name i like that name shout out to you can't tell you if you made it or not though go watch the show we gonna get a little fiancé again so hip-hop itself started out as an underground art form it was a way for african-american youth to express themselves and make their voices heard but unfortunately the rap scene has without a doubt changed since it was introduced Hip-hop is now marketed and produced by white-dominated corporations that only have one interest, to make money. And I think that's why I was a little upset with Cardi B's, like, reactions in her episode. Let's never forget hip-hop roots, and this show works hard to teach people its art, culture, and history. So if you just like hip-hop but only listen to Cardi B, this show is for you. If you don't know squat about hip-hop, this show is for you. If you were like me and you wasn't raised in a hip-hop culture, this show is for you. Hi guys, so this is an unexpected part that I actually decide 
to record right off my iPhone, which is an update to Rhythm and Flow. So I was able to finish Rhythm and Flow while I was editing this podcast. And originally I gave it an 8 out of 10 and I didn't want to give it a 10 out of 10. But now I'm really on the verge of getting giving it a 9.5 or even a 10 out of 10. The show, it picked up after the auditions, I promise. And like the final two episodes literally have me crying. Like you really start to build a relationship with these artists. And they're just like on a mission to really find undiscovered talent. And I think that's beautiful. I think that's a great platform for our community. I think it's a platform that the hip hop community needed. I mean, we have all this American Idol, American God Dance, blah, 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 blah. But I think this was something for the black community and the urban community. And for that, I respect it. And I think I'm going to say 10 out of 10. Like, I... We, in one episode you literally see cardi like shaking and you could tell like this show was not just made for clout i mean of course they're getting checks but it was honestly a brilliant new idea they could have did and like i heard ti use the word this is the first season so i'm hoping there's more they definitely have the ability to come out with multiple seasons almost like america's next top model where it's just going on and on and on i see them even um changing the celebrity host maybe it might not all be always going to be three of them they could switch up to another set of group of people and i see this going on for seasons to come which would be amazing and like i went back and checked out all the artists instagram accounts and they are still grinding regardless of being on the show or not the show definitely gave them a stronger platform because more people are going on their profiles but most of them seem to be doing very well and still doing their work and keeping up with their talents which is amazing i'm so glad that we even have media to even do these things (sighs) so it was good i really really enjoyed it um i could also tell that they spent a lot of money on this show but it was worth it. it it's really nice it is worth it i must say like you don't have to be a hip hop fan to even enjoy this show so i encourage you to check it out it's a 10 out of 10 for me this week i want to highlight small doses with amanda seals who is tiffany on insecure as the podcast of the week Although if you have been following along on my social platforms, I may have mentioned this show a few weeks back, but it's all good. I'll say it again in case you missed it. I love Small Doses. It's literally its name. Small Doses by Amanda Seals is all about everyday life and advice. Now, if you're wondering what's Amanda's credibility, let me tell you, it's because she's a Grenadian woman and we just have the best advice. No, all jokes aside, all jokes aside, she literally has the perfect podcast to start your day. I love listening to it as like first thing. I'm not, I wouldn't really watch it, listen to it, not watch, listen to it commuting home, but I like it to start my day because something about it just makes you think and you get to learn something new and you get to laugh. So is a 10 out of 10 for me? Oh, oh, and she also has a small doses book that's coming out if you want to check that out. I think it's important that we support and learn from each other. 
Now, let me tell you how music had an impact on my energy. If you know me on a personal level, you know that I've learned how important energy is. And if you don't, well, now you do. Cut out the toxins. And I don't only mean the people around you, but it's what you consume. You can physically and mentally be unhealthy. And at that time, I realized how certain music combined with a past friend bye had me mentally unhealthy so in 2017 i was in la living my best life okay not really it wasn't my best life but it was a good time and i'll eventually move back so i was in la for like a study abroad program um air quotes it's not abroad and i was able to intern and go to classes and all that good jazz so being the extra person that i am I had two internships, I got a part-time job, I was a resident assistant, which basically means you take, you know, babysit adults, and I found a way to still spend a second semester in LA when the program was only for one semester. I don't even remember if I took classes during the summer, but I worked it out. And of course, I still managed to have a social life because I think that's just as important as your books. During that time, though... I really, really, really got into hip-hop music. And I know you're probably like, Aria, so you wasn't into hip-hop before? Mm, I mean, I was, but it was more like if I heard it or if it was in, like, the top 40. Like, I didn't necessarily, like, seek hip-hop. So, of course, back in the day, I used to listen to, like, Nicki Minaj rap and all that jazz. But, like, you got to think about the way I was raised. And if you don't know, check out episode four. But, yeah, like, I was more raised with maybe R&B, dancehall, reggae, and, of course, Masoka music. So, give me the Rampin' Shop by Vibes Cartel. If you know, you know, like, that's the type of music I was listening to. So I didn't really listen and like seek hip hop music, okay? My mom was also like really into church. And my dad, yeah, my dad used to do bus, so he played more. Yeah, they just didn't play hip hop music. I don't know. I don't know. So now, but now I listen and seek hip hop, okay? So don't don't even judge me. But at the time living in LA, I realized like to enjoy yourself in the clubs, you had to know hip hop. You would re- you wouldn't find Caribbean parties, honestly. I found a few pum pum Tuesdays and soca Sundays, but that was about it. So whatever. Fast forward, um, you know, I started enjoying the hippity hop. So Bodak Yellow dropped that summer in LA. Um, so I was lit, you know. Fun fact, real quick, I can listen to a song a million times and I still would never know the lyrics. I don't know why, but yeah. But for Bodak Yellow, she did what to who? Like I know the lyrics. So, whatever, let's get back to the story. I started listening to artists like 2 Chainz, Future, Kodak Black, Amigos, Meek Mill, Dream Doll, Talk To Me Nice, like all those people. And I know, I knew of all of them beforehand, don't get me wrong. But I'm listening to these names because I seeked out their music like more than ever. Like Future, Mask Off was my shit. Represent, chase a check, never chase a bitch. Like that, that was my shit. But I started to notice that I'm the type of person I digest what I consume mentally. And I think that's why I got like so into television. So with a lot of these songs talking about like material stuff, using men, niggas ain't shit, I just want Gucci, blah, 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 blah. And with the people I associated myself with, 
it went straight to my head like straight just straight to my head i saw myself playing niggas left and right i'm sorry like i'm really sorry if you met me in la and you're listening to this window shopping for things i want making purchases i shouldn't have and scamming the system for things that didn't even seem important for example my friends were going to vegas and i was right in la and one of the reasons i didn't go was Honestly, I wasn't 21 yet. I just didn't want to deal with like that and the ID situation. But another reason was because I felt like I didn't have the pop out, the pop out pieces that I needed. Like, isn't that sad? That's actually pretty sad. I've been to Vegas now, though, because that was sad at the time. And I'm not even going to start on how Dream Doll had me thinking I was a savage. <laughs> I'm a fucking nigga. Then I give him back to you. Ooh, like savage. Okay. So yes, the things that you do consume have an overall impact on who you are as an individual. I realized once I started to balance out the type of music I consumed and wasn't afraid to distance myself or even like lose ties with people who just had no type of benefit in my life or just talked about stupid material shit all day long, I noticed how much of a distraction that was lifted off my shoulders. If you're listening to this and feel like you may be in a similar situation, reevaluate what you're consuming on a daily basis. Is it the rap music you're listening to first thing in the morning? Is it your explore page on Instagram with unrealistic goals? Is it the type of TV shows you're watching on Netflix? Is it some of your friends who text you a bunch of shit? Is it maybe even family members always ranting about ranting about their problems? Take note of it and let it go. Find the right time and balance. But Aria, like how? Remember in elementary school where you learned that there's a time and place for everything? It's a saying to keep for life. I'm not saying don't listen to your artists, your favorite artists, and I'm not saying don't listen to hip hop, and I'm not considering hip hop music toxic. What I am saying is to pay attention to you. Pay attention to yourself mentally and spiritually. Notice the type of day that you're having when you started off with a podcast versus a song about violence. Choose when you want to start off your day with trap music because you want that like extra push, like you want to feel, you know, whatever that, you know, you want to feel. Mm. Listen to your emotions when you're, um, when you have been scrolling on the explore page that has something you just can't maybe afford for way too long. Like maybe you don't do before bed, like figure it out. So for me right now, I currently listen to my body. When I say body, I mean physical, mental, and spiritual. There's mornings I wake up and I feel like listening to Kirk Franklin, but there's also mornings I wake up and I feel like listening to little baby, like... Sometimes I want to listen to podcasts, like small doses, but some mornings, like if I'm really overwhelmed about life or like my brain is just thinking too much, I don't want to listen to a podcast. Like I just really don't. I also tailor what I want to see on my Instagram explore page. I've unfollowed those liposections, whatever type of surgery bodies, because I, it makes me feel like shit. And if you look at me, I, I, I love my body, but their bodies make me feel like shit. So if I'm in the mood to check out their profile, though, I will go seek it. If I want to look at 
nice bundles hair shit like that then i'll go seek it but i wouldn't necessarily have it consistently in my eye so pay attention to how your body reacts and make those changes you'll see how peaceful your life becomes mental health is so important guys and they don't teach us enough if any of it especially to the minority community like pay attention to your mental health like it's so it's more than just eating good fruits and vegetables feed the mind feed the mind people until then i'm just a 23 year old afro-caribbean girl that wants to take a look at the media industry through a colored lens please subscribe to my podcast and follow all our social platforms so instagram and twitter is colored lens pod Facebook, Colored Lens Podcast, and check out my website, www.colored-lens.com, where you can find all our episodes and weekly blog posts. Shout out to one of my latest blog posts, Five Reasons Why Girls and Guys Don't um, Show the Face of Their Boyfriend or Girlfriend. It's my most read post, and I'm glad that you guys are enjoying the tea. If you liked it, please also leave a review as it would mean a lot to me. If you want to leave your thoughts on this episode or have anything you want to talk about or you have a question, please just send me a message on Instagram or Twitter or visit my website. And don't forget that dash in color-lens.com and head straight to the contact us form so we can keep the conversation going at any time interested in sponsoring this podcast or sending a donation head on over to the donation and support tab on my website this podcast wasn't made as an income but i do see it as an investment but even investment has bills okay i get charged every month just to keep the website up and running for real and the domain itself has a yearly fee and they took that from me too and blah 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 special shout out though special special shout out to my friend lena who gifted me for my birthday a few new audio accessories i can't wait to get everything set up and get my quality better it's gonna improve with each episode i promise so stay tuned for that however i can't promise what the next episode would be because you know we're working with real time and real stories i could say as the year is coming to an end I do have big plans coming that I can't wait to share with you. I know I keep saying this, but I can't wait. If you want to be the first to hear about it, then make sure you follow Colored Lens on all social platforms. Until then, bye.